Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 22 of The Teal, a Kansas City current podcast. My name is Cindy Lada. I write for the Blue Testament. And with me, as usual, because I can't go it alone, alone, is my friend, my pal, Jenna Miller. Hi, Jenna. How are you? I am great. We made it through Monday. Good job, everybody. And by the time this releases, it'll be Tuesday. And so, um, yeah, we made it another Monday. Here we are recording episode 22. Jenna, big news we got to talk. I thought we were just going to come on the podcast today and talk like super positive things. And instead, we start off with something super sad, I think, for a lot of people. Um, I think sometime around noon, closer to noon, because I was on my lunch break. News broke that Victoria Pickett was traded to Gotham uh, for quite a bit of money and some uh, a round pick, I believe so. So, Jenna, first things first, how do you feel about this one? It's sad. Mm. I don't like player trades, no. especially when we don't, well, I mean, we do benefit from them, but you don't like losing a player. And Victoria mm-hmm. Pickett's been with the current team for a long time, and mm-hmm. she's just such a great personality and person and really good on the pitch. So, yeah, it's a sad day. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, it's kind of all those, those news that you're like, really? Why would you run such ruin such a good weekend? <laughs> like, why? I think everyone's a little bit sad about these news uh, so yeah little details here she was traded for some allocation money which I believe is $200,000 yeah. and a, a first round draft pick okay so this is what I'm trying to like figure out here one second um, okay so they've traded there's just like some weird language involved yeah okay. uh, so traded to New Jersey, New York, Gotham Mm -hmm. in exchange for either O.L. Reign's natural first round pick, which is currently held by New Jersey, New York, Gotham, or Gotham's second highest election, the 2023 NWSL draft. What? (laughs) Right. I was very confused by that, and I don't remember if it's in the KC News release or if it was on somebody else from one of the other reporters. Um, but there's something about a couple of teams have two first round picks and at some point, I guess KC must've traded our first round pick away for next year. So we were without a first round round pick. Um, but now with this trade, we would have a first round where before we didn't, I don't know where that happened in the, sorting of all of the trades throughout the last season but somewhere that did i don't know it wasn't clear in the press release though is it dependent on which pick is highest either ol reigns natural that gotham holds or gotham second i i don't know but somewhere in the first round Mm -hmm, we'll have mm -hmm. a pick out of this trade 
Yeah. So, I mean, just looking at with this pick, I mean, Kansas City is going to get a draft pick. It's just going to depend on the order. And so now Kansas City has eight selections in the draft next year. And um, considering how well Kansas City actually drafts, that's actually that, – that, that could be really good. That is really good. I'm sure there will be more trades along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure Kansas City will trade some draft picks, whatever, depending on the, the situation, what happens. But, yeah, big news because, I mean – Pickett is was a huge pick for the current last year in 2021. And she's been just such a key part of building this organization and being a part of the roster. So um, it's a huge trade. Also, just huge of what Gotham gave up to acquire her. Um, yeah. Because... I mean, Pickett is, like, a significant player, I think, for Kansas City. But we're just not – you know, it would it would seem like we traded away, like, maybe Sam U.S. or something. Um, which we did not do. Which we did not do. Um, <laughs> that would be disappointing. But, yes. yeah, so Pickett was the second draft pick last year and 15th overall. And she's been – she was a, one of the bright spots for – Hugh Williams who picked last year and now we got no pickets pick two pickets give away two pickets out of pickets we're out of pickets but we got eight picks so we got that. <laughs> what yeah out of pickets but we got eight picks uh and it's also significant because I think I think once Lagarso came in that kind of changed the dynamic too mm-hmm. because I feel like Pickett was getting minutes and then she didn't start this past. So that's when I started noticing that I'm like, huh, Pickett didn't start this past week, which I felt like she's usually a starter, but instead they went with Claire Labogé. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So obviously Kansas City just has a lot of midfielders and they had to give someone up and they just got a lot of depth in that midfield. And then if Mewis comes back next year and Williams, it's just going to be wild. So, um, because it looks like Lavo J is going to be a starter and we'll talk more about her role when we talk about the game against angel city FC. Um, all right. So disappointing, sad, um, in the trade, general manager Kev Mill Levin said, Victoria has been an amazing player for Kansas City. And we want to thank her for all that she has done in this for this club and community. Victoria has an incredible incredibly bright future, and we will always view her as a part of the foundation which has become the current. So big gain for Gotham because Gotham is going through their own reshuffling. And they just also mm-hmm. traded away a big player for them too. So yeah. wild wild um also one thing that i thought about was like do you remember that whole nationwide community impact award oh that's right like what's gonna happen now are they still gonna continue with picket um my assumption would be they'd have to have somebody else because it's supposed to be like within the community yeah 
and she's not within the community anymore. I wonder uh, if they'll just have like another player just take over. That would be my bet. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be my bet. And I can't remember who. I can't remember exactly who Pickett picked. Picked. Picket picked. But. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway. Bummer of a trade. I don't think I like it because you just get so used to players. Yeah. I do then, think, though, that, like, looking long-term, if you get everybody back healthy, I think for Victoria Pickett, long-term playing-wise, getting ke- keeping getting cons- consistent minutes, that maybe for her right. it'll be better. But I still don't like it. Right. Yeah, ultimately, her minutes were just dwindling, and she had to go where – or she's going to a place where she definitely will be a key player for for what's going on in Gotham because Gotham needs some help. So, um, so yeah, so Kansas City now has more money, which apparently the allocation money does not expire anymore. Oh, it used it used to have an expiration date. Now it's like judging in the bank. Never have mm. expiration dates. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, wild. Um. Anyway, we wish Victoria Pickett the best. She was. She was a cool player. Really funny too. Mm-hmm. Every time the current did some like videos. They always make sure to get Victoria Pickett and oh, it's just good times. Good times. All right. Also, other big news today happening, and this is not related to Kansas City at all, is NWSL news. And that is that the Washington Spirit got rid of their oh, – he got fired. Chris mm-hmm. Ward got fired from the Spirit today, which is wild because – this was a coach that took over last year after everything going on with their former coach took over the spirit were like not do. I mean, they were going through their own issues with uh, record COVID protocols being fined, et cetera. And then war just kind of, I mean, took over spirit won the NWSL championship in 2021. And then just the season has just not gone so well. I think, I don't think, Spirit have one since May, their home opener. Um, it's not been good. That's it's not sure. been good news. But also I think just the relationship with his players have kind of gone, like, down. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's not been a lot. The, the club and Chris himself has not commented on anything, mm-hmm. really, besides just to say that um, he was fired. But, yeah, it just does not – not good and he it, like people found out over twitter it was like yeah. this tweet that was like oh and he's gone and you're like yeah what yeah That's a, a one-line tweet not a like a statement just a he's gone yeah. so. this, this is the life now getting fired over twitter hopefully they um do decide to put out some sort of statement because i think all of us i don't know chris has been um a really big proponent of all of the changes to protect players mm-hmm. and things and, and whatnot. So yeah, I hope there's nothing along those lines, but if you followed the NWSL, the one line statement does not give you good vibes. 
Mm-mm. and it would be really smart for some transparency to clear that up just to right that so hopefully yeah. they do. and i'm sure more will come up there's really good reporters in washington so mm-hmm. i'm sure we'll know more about that so that was news also today was the u.s national team Vladko kononofsky released the play the roster for the upcoming friendlies which one of the games will be here in kansas city at children's mercy park and so surprisingly 23 players none of them from kansas city how do we feel about that jenna um I have mixed feelings <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you don't lose any players to international duty, but uh, we've had some players that have had some really standout uh, league play, and they've said multiple times that league play will matter in the U.S. Women's National Team selection, and mm-hmm. uh, A.D. French has been lights out, and uh, there's just so many players on KC that I think – deserve some sort of look yeah I know it's hard going into a a cycle where you're headed into the um world cup next year to bring in too many new ones but still um yeah so yeah 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 what are your thoughts weird and it's it's always there's always opinions with (laughs) when a U.S. national team roster spills like drops because it's never going to be perfect and people are never going to be like satisfied because you're like, Oh, but I mean, three of the three goalkeepers, if you look at their stats for the year are kind of not, I mean, they're out of the top 10. Yeah. And so, and their teams aren't doing that great. So I don't know. So just just weird that they would go with Kingsbury and Murphy from Courage and from Washington. Yeah. And so that's a lot of the things that I saw. I was like, well, a lot of these players, they really haven't, like, their teams aren't doing great. They're not really, like, making significant impact to their clubs. So mm-hmm. why are some of these folks here? <laughs> like, there's, like, yeah. seven Washington Spirit players or six, however many. And you're like, well, the Spirit are one of the worst teams in the NWSL. Like, None of these players have are like, whoa, they're having a tremendous season. Bring them yeah. to the national team. Um, it's bizarre. It was weird. Um, and we have no bias, so you know, whatever. <laughs> I think whatever. I'm just saying, CC Kaiser, right? Um. Elizabeth Ball, Elizabeth Ball, Kristen Hamilton, A.D. French, who used to be in the national team picture, has just kind of dropped off the past few um, year or so. So, whatever, Vladko, whatever, (laughs) whatever. Um, From Kansas City, but no KC players. I know you, dude. You go to the games. (laughs) (laughs) We're not bitter at all. (laughs) You, you're literally watching the games, like. Uh You have a team that has like you literally go to the games and they're like eleven <laughs> games unbeaten. How do you not pick from that team? Yep. Anyway, whatever, Bladco. <laughs> uh, okay, so 
game, one of the first game is actually Kansas City, 1230, September 4th. That'll be at Children's Mercy Park against Nigeria, who I don't think is going to be quite an easy feat, like a defeat or for the U.S. national team. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if you bring... put up a good fight in some of the um, World Cup games and just yeah. friendlies and such, so... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so enough of our saltiness. <laughs> <laughs> We're not salty. Maybe just a little. We're just a little bit. Wrong city. We're not Salt Lake City. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we still carry a little salt with us. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, all right. So recap of Friday's game against Angel City FC. Kind of a really big night for Kansas City going into this game. The club was really pushing, uh, challenging the Kansas City community to show up against Angel City FC to break 10,000 rec- to break the attendance record of um, attendance record in NW. Okay, let's start that over. The attendance record of an NWSL game in Kansas City. Yeah. There <laughs> we go. Woo. So I think by Thursday, by ticket counts, they announced they had b- broke the record. Currently, the record as it stood was in 2015, April 12, 2015, at Children's Mercy Park. That was FC Kansas City. And they, the record was 8,849 fans. And then uh, the current set their highest record, or franchise record, on June 4th of, seven, of 7,954. So show up KC. That was, that was the goal. And so in attendance overall was 10,395 fans. And which is pretty cool. It was pretty electric. It was fun. It was fun to see like supporters section was full. I think the East side and then the South side was full. And then the West side of the was a little bit, I think those are usually a little bit more expensive tickets. So it's even sporty games, those are not always full, um, at least not recently. But yeah, super cool. So going into this game, attendance record, big crowd expected. There was also the question of will Kansas City continue their unbeaten streak? They were at 10. And so with this one, it would be 11. So. <sighs> I just the crowd hit, goes wild. Good the job. Crowd goes wild. Hey, I just hit play on one of the videos that I had when Labanta scored. All right, so all right, breakdown of the game. Um one one was the result. So Unbeaten Street continues to eleven now. And if it wasn't for I think it was a good awarded PK given to Kansas City. The streak was in danger. I think yeah. when Angel City scored, I was like, oh no. There it goes. Uh, but I was a little nervous there. And the, that was the 78th that uh, Carrie Rockero, which was her first NWSL goal. So that was kind of cool. But kind of cool. I was a little nervous that our streak was going to end there. I know. I know. And then PK. All right. So breaking down this game, Jenna, what were, what were some of the things that you saw that were positives? And then what were some of the things that you're like, ooh? 
gotta fix this. Yeah. Um, I, in watching just the first half, the energy that Casey had was amazing. I was very surprised that they didn't have more goals. Um, they kept pressuring Angel City um, and never really let up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, total wise, I don't have the breakdown at the half, but total wise, they had 16 shots to um, Angel City's eight. So double the shots, which is pretty, mm-hmm. and <laughs> eight shots on goal for KC and only one um, for Angel City. So mm. KC definitely held the tempo, which was awesome. Um, I think to just keep working on is again just our packet passing accuracy just Mm -hmm. continues to be in those low 70s um and so being able to hold on to the ball a lot more so it's not having to Mm -hmm. press and win it back which Mm -hmm. they're doing well at but we can just keep it a little Mm -hmm. more a little Mm -hmm. more accurate that would be huge um yeah yeah and then i know we we had mentioned la which um side note she did get the player of the week last week um, oh, yeah. with that goal um, against the Courage. Uh, and so that was cool. Um, but she started over Pickett in the midfield. And then I think what's been cool in watching the Casey's progression through this 11-game unbeaten streak is uh, how much you can see each game, the chemistry building and building and continuing to do that. Um, and so... Lavoger is doing really well. She's playing well, obviously, but you can see a little bit of that chemistry. Not, they're not struggling by any means, but you can see some hiccups in that chemistry of trying to figure out where does she fit on the field, um, how do the players play off of her, mm-hmm. uh, all of those things. So, yeah, I think that's the challenge, right? Um, and Kansas City had so many chances in the first half. I didn't get to we had to go on the 25th minute we had to go change for the media game but there were so many chances for Kansas City in the first half and then so easy would have been 2-0 but just couldn't quite finish and also I thought it was interesting how yeah Lavoge started which okay but then Kaiser was playing more of a midfield role. And so that just seemed a little bit different because I know Kaiser's a forward. Um, and there was just some odd disconnect there. Like Hamilton and Lavo. Mm-hmm. Um, and at times it looked like Kaiser and Lavo would trade, but then as the game went on a little bit, Lavoje took more like the forward striker possession. But Lavoje is a midfielder, so I'm not sure what was going on there. Yeah. Well, I think we need, with the three-back system, as much as we'd like to have three forwards, um, it really puts a lot of extra pressure on that defensive mid if you take someone out of the midfield. Uh, So I think especially going thinking ahead back into this courage game that's you need to have that figured out yeah yeah and then substitute so second half substituted Elise Bennett for um 
Hamilton, which I thought was also an interesting thing. And I think I texted you. I was like, always Hamilton or Bennett or always Hamilton and Kaiser. (laughs) Not anything else besides that. Well, because Hamilton, I think, I'm not 100% sure on this stat, but Hamilton's played like almost every minute all season, if not all minutes until then. So that was just big to see her come off, which, yeah, you need some rotation, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and and just Bennett is just, I I do like her as a starter, but I definitely definitely see why she's become more of a um, second half, you know, substitute is because it does change the dynamic a little bit especially when Kansas City does need that extra like offensive pressure she's quick she's you know she she's good at finding the space and even just like I think the goal that should have been a goal that's also another thing that we didn't talk about where like just the pass to her like she was able to get to the goal um all right so one one um so Angel City scored first, mm-hmm. and I that's when Angel City was had changed the momentum a little bit. They were, like, really pressuring Kansas City. And I remember just sitting there thinking, I'm like, they're going to get a goal just because the KC defense seemed to be shuffling a little bit and, and caught off guard with the pressure that Angel City was bringing and then scored in the 78th minute. And then Kansas City is, like, trying to tie the game Plenty of chances. Lola Bonta gets taken down in the box by Paige Nielsen, I believe. Yeah. Um, who is... Um... Yeah, so she took Labonta down in the box. For a second, it looked like Labonta was down and wasn't probably... And I was wondering who was going to take the PK because Labonta, they were taking care of Labonta. I think Kaiser and Scott were, like, talking. And then eventually, Labonta took the penalty kick, and it was just fun. And... Um, celebration was also talked about a lot on Twitter. <laughs> yes. I can't believe I forgot to put on the notes, but yes. The celebration heard around the world. <laughs> oh, she is hilarious. Oh, yeah. She is so funny. Like, just from, like, I remember her time in Utah, and I'm like, this player is hilarious, and she's just she's just such a fun person. But, um, yeah, she said she got the idea. Like, somebody gave her a suggestion off Twitter, and she took it, so... <laughs> why not um and so everyone's talking about levanta i think we talked about last week about just how she's been so key for this club and she is definitely nwsl mvp candidate like there's no way you talk about the nwsl mvp race and not talk about levanta and she's definitely up there and i think it's only growing now with how well kansas city is doing how key of a player Labonta is and so it could be Labonta and MVP 2020 heard it here first heard it here first Um, if I were to vote now which I do get a vote that would be my pick right now just based I mean if the season ended now Labonta and MVP no doubt so we'll have to wait Uh, okay so 1-1 Final score, unbeaten streak continues. It's now at 11. I think this is a game that probably Kansas City could have won, but can't win them all. So, bummer. There's always the next week. 
Yeah. Very. All right. What about um, your um, your claim to fame on the field? Oh yeah, my claim to fame on the field. Well, um, well, let me tell you about it. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was my seven and a half minutes of fame. Which you can I, find on YouTube, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think my – just thinking back after – my team lost. I was on Team Electric and Team Heartland won one to zero. But I think it was like 45 on the field. It was chaos. Um, you could tell there were minimal soccer skills involved on some. Um, there were some that were pretty good. Some you could tell. I mean, like some. Um, yeah, it was fun. I definitely should have been more aggressive. I think the touches that I had, I decided to be, you know, play for. I decided to be a, to go for the teamwork and give give other players, other media players, a, a chance for them to shine. So I played very unselfishly. But I think when I had the ball, like near the final third, I think I'd have easily could have dribbled into the box and probably taken a shot and maybe gotten a goal. But I'm not trying to be like, I'm not trying to be um, prideful. But looking back, I think I should have done a better job at, you know, being a selfish player and taking it into the goal and one for my for my team but it didn't yeah. happen. take the shot sometimes i know Maybe next year yeah but then actually we had a really good opportunity um and somebody just totally missed the goal in front of the goal it was right there yes it does happen <laughs> it does happen. it did happen to me yesterday yeah. in my indoor game wide open shot totally whiffed it it was bad whiffed it, it was bad so it's okay it's okay um, but it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun being on the pitch. Matt Beasler was the referee. Um, I think he missed um, the offside that led to the goal. Cody Bradley, who um, all last week, there was like talk that he was going to be the MVP for uh, Team Heartland. And he ended up scoring the header for, for the win for Team Heartland. But yeah. A lot of fun. Got a free jersey with my name on it, so that was cool. Nice. Yeah, so it was a lot of fun. I'm sure they'll do it again next year. Um, I think one thing that I would just would like seven and a half minutes is too short. We need at least fifteen minutes. <laughs> well, and with that many people on the field, it was a lot of like kindergarten bunch ball game. <laughs> just how many people were there? It was oh. at least ten minutes. I thought it was going to be at least a ten minute game, but. Seven and a half minute. It was it was chaos, but so it was very entertaining though. It was oh, very good job. Yeah, the the videos on YouTube on the Blue Testament. If anybody's like super bored and want to <laughs> go for it, <laughs> um, anyway. Um, okay, so next up for Kansas City is the Courage, which just played like two weeks ago, Deja a week ago. Deja vu. So when they play like last Sunday. Saturday. Yeah, so it was the 13th. Yeah, because we just talked about it, like, last yep. week. We sure did. <laughs> A chaos game. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. so, I mean, this will be fresh on Kansas City's mind. <laughs> um, yep. Um, 
Yeah, so hopefully Kansas City has learned from the 4-3 win they had a week ago. Um, I don't think Kansas City can play a three-back system with this with with a high-pressing offense like Courage. Yeah, it did not work Mm-mm. when we played them. So, no. and they, the Courage are, uh, well, they, the last game that the Courage had was a 4-0 win over Chicago. So that was a pretty significant turnaround on where mm-hmm. they had been in their season. Um, and they are very high scoring. And um, so, yeah, we're going to, we're going to need to do something different um, to be able to handle Ordonez, Caroline and Davinia. As we saw in our game, I mean, they isolated. Uh, was it Edmonds on that side? And Ball. Edmonds. Yeah. Did she play that game? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were just able to isolate them way too easy. So I don't know. I would be, I would like to go to a four back, but I would be very surprised if at this point in the season they would do that. But they've definitely got to drop more into that five back. Yeah. Uh, instead of pressing so high. So I don't know. We'll see what happens, I guess. I think this is the game that you play 4-3-3. <laughs> it would be nice. Come on, Potter. Play 3-4-3-3. You know you want to. Remember how well it worked last time. I'm just saying. Yep. Should just be saying. something worth looking at. You know, just think about it. This week. Because um, you're definitely listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Somebody at the club. <laughs> Whoever's listening, please pass this message to Matt Potter. Please go 4-3-3 against the Courage. Please. 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 (laughs) Uh, All right, so the game is this Sunday at 6 p.m. That is at Children's Mercy Park. It's streaming on Twitch, and it's Inspiring Women Night. So go. Go break ten thousand three hundred ninety-five. Gotta keep it. Gotta keep it up. I mean, that's just the thing. It's like, okay, August nineteen was cool. Broke the record. Why not just keep going? Why just not try to break the record more? And uh, maybe get your season ticket deposits in so that you can oh, yeah. get a spot at the new stadium because the new stadium is only at like eleven thousand five hundred capacity. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. With I think eventually they'll probably add more, but. Yeah, it's a starting. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Um, and the Courage are coming off a win, four zero against Chicago. So that they could be crazy. that way. It was crazy, and that could be a game that you know that must have been inspiring for their team. Like, okay, they still got time to turn things around. Like the season is ending, but this is like crunch time. And if the Courage figure things out now, everyone's mm-hmm. in trouble. Yep. They're not at the bottom now. Is there spirit now? I believe so. Spirit followed by Gotham. Let me double check. Oh, it's actually Gotham. Uh, oh, yep, Gotham. Just Gotham. Okay. So, I guess they're yeah. tied in points. It's just the goal differential. Yeah. So, I mean, Courage have a lot of ground to make up because yeah, the next like they're like. 13 points away. I'm sorry, 10 points away from a playoff spot, but loads can happen. 
loads. <laughs> and so don't count don't count the courage out. But if I think they would need to win probably the rest of their games to do well. And so don't count the courage out. And yeah, should Play be a good a game. Four-back. Play a four back. Should be a good game, especially because Kansas City is going to be at home. Um, so Jenna, the big question is, does Kansas City go 12 games unbeaten? Yes. Ooh. Ooh again. <laughs> Against the courage, too. Yep. Wow. Gotta go with KC. Gotta go with KC. Because KC... KC... KC's playing really well. And so if you are playing Kansas City next, you gotta be like, ooh. All right. They're good. They're doing really well. All right. Anything else for episode 22, Jenna? I think that's it. That's the tea. That's the tea. Thanks for listening.